0: everybody, the SWP is brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. And everybody knows that Jim K. Ford is a fantastic choice to handle all of your automotive needs. And that includes them being a full-service commercial and fleet dealership. They supply companies in the Ottawa area with work trucks of all shapes, sizes, and functionalities from small delivery vans right up to the big F750s. Whether you're in towing, landscaping, or deliveries, Jim K Ford will help you with the right truck customized for your needs JimKFord.com 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Girard, All Insurance Ontario Call or text me at 801-2659 Give me a call, let's have that talk and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker
1: The Steve Warren Project, sports and whatever.
0: All right, after our self-imposed long weekend, welcome to the SWP, ladies and gentlemen. It's for Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario, Steve and Jimmy back again, riffing on the hottest (laughs) topics on sports and whatever for Monday, March 7th. Couple of highlights, weird heartbreaking weekend for the Sens who found new and exciting ways to lose hockey games Aaron Rodgers apparently has an offer from the Packers that would alter the whole QB market. And after a tough Australian Open, Canada's Layla Fernandez back in winning form. Back in Edmonton, ladies and gentlemen, is our good oh, pal yeah. Jimmy. James, how are things? Yeah, good. Winning form, Stevie. Yeah, nice. In the winning
1: form. Uh, yeah, things are good. Got lots going on. Uh, what I do all weekend, you know, Netflix deal. Uh, write them down, Stevie. Write them down. A uh, couple of good ones. Okay. Uh, in plain sight. Yeah, Brit. I go to BritBox, which is a which is a British streaming service. Um, they didn't give it all away in the title. Yeah, I guess they did. Yeah,
0: Brit. <laughs> yeah I was going to yeah. say thanks for that, uh, Columbo. Yeah, I, I appreciate. really have to search that, hard to find is, out. Is that what Brit means? Oh, Okay. Yeah, we... I had to really, I had to Google all that to figure out what it meant.
1: <laughs> uh, that's a good one. The other one is uh, Bancroft. Okay, uh, about a uh, a detective. Okay, I never heard who's, of these. Who's kind of diabolical, Stevie? Okay. okay, yeah, this detective. And then I started one last night called. I think it's called The Bay or or Bay, another British crime drama. Uh, and it's all looking good. It's all looking very good. Um, so uh, check those out. So I did that. Uh, squeezed in some golf. The Arnold Palmer invitation, and then uh, it's Briar Week, Stevie. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the Briar. Um, and saw some funny things. Uh, a quick update: Ontario uh, not doing very well. Okay, they're on three for Ontario listeners. Well, it was actually his, it was actually his son, uh, Scott Howard, that was going to skip the team who's who's been a third or second on on Glenn Howard's team, and and then that's done. So Glenn's back. He wasn't going to be able to play. Uh, but I saw a funny. I saw a funny post <laughs> uh, from Glenn Howard. Obviously, just got off the plane uh, out in Edmonton, the the briars in Lethbridge, south of here, down near the border, southern border. And uh, Glenn Howard said, how come I only see people drink tomato juice on an airplane? <laughs> it just got me. Real. I, I started roaring out loud. I said, that's so true. No one ever orders tomato juice unless they're on a plane. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um,
0: Any news from the briar? Anything good that
1: grabbed you? uh not 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 yet not yet it's early uh the, the cream's gonna rise to the top uh you know there's been this ongoing debate at at the briar steve that they got to get rid of the provincial boundaries because uh you know teams like the yukon and northwest territories prince edward island uh you know you get s- smaller provinces that come in and just just never ever do any good uh so that th- this isn't going to help it any at all um so you're, you're Brad Jacobs from Northern Ontario, you're Brad Gushu, you're Kevin Cooey, uh, a couple of guys that are Manitoba. Uh, McEwen is a household name now. Mm-hmm. Gunlinson's another kid. Um, so uh, that's that's what seems to be happening already. It's different now. It used to be one giant round robin with the with the 12 or 13 teams. Uh, now they're putting them in two pools. They've got wild cards that get in uh, and then round robin in each pool and then couple from each pool going to the playoffs. So
0: do you think we'll ever move away from the provincial scenario where you're allowing these bad teams from smaller provinces to get in instead, go to a, you know, make the briar a greater depth of talent by letting more Alberta teams in and more Ontario teams in because they're, you know, the ninth ranked Ontario rank would slaughter some of the smaller provinces.
1: Well, or go to, go to Alberta, you know, how, how many good, good teams there are out of there. You know, Botcher is defending, uh, again, Kevin Cooey, uh, you know, there's f- several other teams between there and Manitoba, Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm kind of of two thoughts, you know, when that, when that was brought up, I get, you know, one thought is, yeah, you don't, um, you know, if, if four or five teams, Stevie in the West, for example, are sitting down and looking at the, watching the briar, cause they didn't qualify because of this provincial boundary, you know, that they lost in their, in their uh, playdowns, downs uh, saying, we would kill that team. We would, we would beat the shit out of those teams. Right. Uh, something there makes me think, okay, that's wrong. That's wrong that you don't have your best teams uh, in the national championship. Then there's another side of me that, you know, Brad Goosh said, well, I, I don't know that we should, you know, otherwise provinces don't get to be represented. It's a national championship in, you know, and he says quite the opposite that what does make it unique is that you do have these representations from provinces and, there is a side of me because I used to go to all the Briars, as you know, and they're they're big destination spots for fans, you know, the same group of guys every year. Uh get together at the Briar, travel a long way, you know, spend a bunch of dough uh in the in the host city. And there is part of me going, that, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You know, that that uh you do have this championship. So I'm kind of ambiguous about it. Um, but in the end, in the end, uh, you know, Warren Hanson and Kevin Martin, who I do that that uh, curling podcast with inside curling uh they're like this this isn't a this isn't boys playing at recess you know making sure albert gets picked all the time you know uh so uh, i'm I'm glad you
0: feel that way but no no it's time to get rid of it is right
1: I think, I think you just people.
0: I think you could get around it by just... And look at us starting off the show with briar was, talk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> just, well, it's they, current. Yeah, they, it's, yeah current. it's definitely current, and uh, they're tuning out in droves. No, I'm kidding. But keep letting... You can go ahead if, if the complaint is, you know, we're not represented. Keep letting the minnow-curling provinces in to go get slaughtered. Keep letting that happen, and maybe just add a couple of days to the bond spiel and allow for an Alberta 1, an Alberta 2, and an Alberta 3 to get to this thing because there's so many great curlers that just, (laughs) they just run into these walls of Kevin Cooey, for example.
1: Yeah. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, yeah, really good idea. Okay. Okay. We'll let them in because there, there is something to say about that. That one thing is cool that new young up and coming curlers, uh, you know, this is the problem with the sport too, right? They're talking, it's too long. 10 ends is too long. The, you know they they can blank ends. It's too boring, uh, so they're they're you know they're trying to adjust the rules all the time to make it more fan friendly, right? And and the the worry is that you're going to lose young curlers. And if you don't, Steve, as you know, keep young people interested in your sport, it's going to die out. It's going to fizzle out, and 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 it has. Okay, the the Briar. When I started doing it, Steve, in the late '90s, um, you know, the first one I did, there was. Uh, you know, 15, I don't know, 10,000 people in that rink. Uh, it was in Regina or, or Saskatoon, I forget. But every draw was sold out three times a day. The Briarpatch, Steve, held 7,000 people. Uh, you know, and when it was in Edmonton, it was 15,000 a draw. Calgary, same thing. Uh, you know, just huge, huge draws. Halifax. Uh, and now you have, so you had to have them in big centers. Mm-hmm. And now you have your Lethbridges, your your. Prince Albert's hosting Scotty's, uh, so it's way, way down. Um, So I think everyone is now looking up going, okay, I hope we're not too late for this, but there's got to be some big changes in that. So, you know, to keep young people involved, to your point, uh, maybe, you know, it's the only shot they have, right? If if, if I'm in PEI, uh, you know, I get a chance to compete at at this crazy level, you know? I suppose that's like you and I uh, getting an entry into... I don't know, the Canadian open, <laughs> right. I guess, you know, but I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, I, mean, watch. I think
0: I think we can agree that uh, the 30 and under crowd is like, no, I mean, we, every generation says the generation that follows it is so different, right? It's not like my day, but it feels like this 30 and under crowd, kind of the TikTok generation. It feels like things have changed a lot and curling, I think about the attention span. You need to watch curling. It's such a, each game's so long. I think about Major League Baseball. What the hell are they doing with this lockout? The Canadian mm-hmm. Football League. I mean, that's, a lot of people say that they're having a hard time, you know, getting the younger right. viewers to that. The younger viewers are grab If they're going to grab onto anything, it's the flashier NFL. So it's, uh, the right. times they are changing, and it's sink or swim time for, uh, I think, sports like those.
1: Well, look at, look at hockey too, Steve, right? there, This is a, Pretty interesting story. Um, you know, about Phoenix. Right? They they've had nothing but problems. Totally. Okay. Nothing but problems with 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 arena deals, ownership, uh, attracting fans on and on, location, uh, you know, of where the rink is, right? We we hear about it all the time. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they're they're going into a much smaller arena. Uh the thinking is we'll, you know, we'll we'll get more we'll we'll pack a rink at least. Maybe it's only five or 6,000 people, and we're going to make the tickets really accessible to people other than the corporate market, right? Right. And when you stop and think about that, you're going, maybe that's not a bad idea, you know? Maybe it's not a bad idea that, that you're going to draw interest to uh, or for younger people, you know, to, to do it. Um, I don't know if that'll work. I don't know if that'll work, but what, what's really changing it, Steve, in all of sports that you will notice if uh, you know so this week you're going to watch you're going to watch hockey uh you 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 won't be able to get away from the curling right it's all over TSN and uh, uh whatever else march madness okay is coming up uh, watch the golf yesterday steve mm-hmm. watch the curling uh and these other sports and every second commercial is from a betting outfit right a, a, you know a betting house um not only Steve are they advertising that you can bet on sports. They're advertising specifically during that game, they'll they'll throw up a you know, they'll throw up a, a box, right, saying here's the odds of him winning against that guy, head to head. Here's the odds of him winning this game. Here's the odds of who's going to win this end. Here's the odds, right? So we're just all of a sudden, Stevie, in the last 2 months it's like what what is going on here? What is going on? Tons and tons of athletes, Stevie, endorsing you know, including the great one is is on there. Uh, we've got we've got two betting houses that are sponsoring that curling show, and I think that's going to be the huge thing that changes the game, the interest. Smart idea, smart idea. The the only dicey thing there, Steve, is you know there's you know there's a bit of a addiction problem with gambling. Yes, right. And some people are going, okay, is that what this sport's all about now? That you're just attracting people who want to gamble, who maybe shouldn't gamble. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you can't please everyone so but but i think that'll be the that's the biggest change and and it'll be
0: interesting to see where this susses out over the next year or two you know some fans need the gambling now They they've been Uh, longtime fans of a certain sport their attention span drops off and they need the gambling to kind of maintain their interest and i find that's the way sports sports needs to make changes but it's all about how invested you are Um, The people who make the rules in any given sport, of course, they're into it. Their livelihood depends on it. They don't see at the same pace how the sport needs to change the way the fans do. And so I think part of it is fans want to stay on board and stay invested, and that's why gambling creeps in because we all know the game is 10 times more interesting when you've got 50 bucks on the game.
1: You know, I'd have to go – I'd have to think long and hard, Steve, about someone who would only watch sports if they've got some money – Oh yeah. yeah, that would be me. That would be. That would be. Uh, that that would be me. Well, they. I mean, they've tried so many things, Stevie. That, but but they were kind of soft things that they were thinking this will get people interested. Um, you know, the, the some of the rule changes in hockey, I guess, did. But you know what, the shootout, uh, you know, that was good. The three on three, uh, right, is an exciting way to end a game. But are you attracting fans? You no. Know, well, that doesn't make sense because it can only come at the end of a game. You know, less commercials. They're talking about let's get to only fifteen-second commercials. Uh, you know, the split screen they're doing a lot now, Steve, where they stay live on it and they put the commercial up in the other half. Uh, you know, so so that's you know an effort to try and attract them. But but the other stuff they've done, Steve, like miking up the players. Okay, remember when that started happening? We're all going, oh my God, is this ever cool? Is this ever good? That's okay. You know, it's okay,
0: right? Well it depends on the
1: personality of the player. This isn't big enough, right, Stevie, to get to to get us a bigger audience. But uh the gambling. When when we first did it, Steve, I think uh on the first show, Sports Interaction was the name of one of the sponsors we have. When they came on and we announced it, they had seven thousand people in ten minutes place a bet. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a real number, by the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so. well, it's uh, that is the sign of the times, and uh, I think uh, that under thirty TikTok crowd that is a sports fan. That's the kind of thing they need, I think, and uh, and I think that that's probably your audience too. I mean, there's lots. Right. I mean, every demographic gambles, obviously, but uh, I think that we should do de- it, Stevie. What get an advertising? We should get a
1: betting house, okay, and we could bet on shit like, you know, how how long do you think Jungle's attention will be will be held with this topic, right? How long do how long before he talks about plowing someone? Right. Hey, right? right. There could be. There's a lot of bets, Stevie, that could be made. How long till Jungle fucks up a name?
0: Okay. Or how long until Michael, Michael interrupts the show as he's up Yeah, we TV. can do tons.
1: <laughs> we, can, we got a lot of active people are going to be tuning in in droves, Stevie. I got to think
0: about something.
1: Yeah, I us going on it.
0: Oh. Uh, uh, back anyway, to the co- – you- uh, yeah, for ahead. sure it's interesting. For sure it's interesting. And uh, just going back to the Arizona Coyotes, that they've got the 5,000-seat arena at Arizona State – just because they they have to wait now, they're basically the Glendale lease evaporated, and now they've got to play somewhere while they build a new rink. So it, there's not really any strategy behind it. They're just going, okay, this is what this is the reality we're right. faced with. Like the Senators oh, back, okay. in, like the Senators back in the day when they had to be at the Civic Center for the first uh, couple of seasons while they built the Palladium out in Canada. Um, although
1: although although the, they did talk about that, saying maybe this is a maybe this is a. Kind of different, but good idea, right? You know, uh, for it to get because people, Stevie, you could, I don't know, you you could get free tickets at so many different ways in Phoenix right. just to fill the stadium. You know, the players said if we if fans were there, we'd 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 have better games. You know, we'd be a little more pumped. And the fans said, "Well, if you play a little better, we, we'd go to the yeah. games, you know." So
0: it will be a fun atmosphere, I think, about you know going to the Kanata Rec Center to watch an Ottawa Senator game. That would be kind of cool as a one-off. And they do that at craft hockeyville. They'll take an actual NHL exhibition game and put it in a small town arena. It, it's kind of fun as as kind of a one-off. I don't know about the whether they're doing three, four seasons of a five thousand seat rank. I'm let's we'll see if it works for them. It. Uh, they're certainly having tough times, and they've had a lot of problems. They get 99 problems in Arizona, but the Sens ain't won. So we'll talk about that bizarre game on Saturday coming up after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage? Or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa-certified, pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all of the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. That is peace of mind. Check out JimKFord.com today. They're located at 1438 Uville Drive, in Orleans. And if you need help navigating this tough Ottawa housing market, you should call the Glenn Walton Real Estate team. We love Glenn. Yes. For sellers, Glenn's services include staging, painting, cleaning, and of course, negotiating all the offers coming in. For buyers, Glenn has the expertise to help you land your dream home when competing with so many other offers out there. So, if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, contact Glenn Walton today at glenwalton.com. So this sends game on Saturday. I'm sure a four o'clock game on a Saturday afternoon wouldn't be on a lot of people's to-do lists uh, between the worst team in hockey and one of the worst teams in hockey, Arizona and Ottawa. But it was one of the most bizarre games I've ever watched. So the Sens on Saturday, James, they have the worst team in hockey in Arizona falling behind four nothing to the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. Ugh, Very depressing. Yeah. So I'm watching it kind of wondering if I should nod off on my couch and then Ottawa goes on this furious run. They score five straight goals and they grab a thir- third period lead, five to four. It's a kind of, kind nice. of comeback that, that seasons can turn around on, James. Sure. Nope. Sends oh, allow no. four straight goals and lose eight to five. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Something the most bizarre. Like, I've never seen. It. Oh, no. It was like just, I don't know. The rug came out like that. I've never seen a team collapse twice in the same game. Oh, they're down 4 nothing, but they come back 5-4. Oh, my God. Oh, they lose 8-5. Lose, lose, yeah. Well, so I, I think
1: there was another game, Stevie, early in the week with Toronto where they scored 17 goals.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they well, went 10-7 to seven over Detroit about uh, 10 days ago.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Stevie, what, what do you do, right, uh, to try and lock in and stay interested in your team with it when there's a zillion games left and they have no shot? Yeah. How are we we going to spend our time? Um, Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't don't want to be defeatist, but uh, that's why. Well, I always float the idea of a split season. You know, Um, where where, I don't know, you can keep teams in, but that's the nature of the beast, man. That's the nature of the beast. Anyway, Um, one,
0: one day later on Sunday, they get the Vegas Golden Knights. I was I was kind of joking around that on this road trip, they go to Tampa, Florida. Arizona and they lost all three games and I said to myself well now finally they're in a place where they can focus and there won't be any off-ice distractions in Vegas ladies and gentlemen (laughs) (laughs) anyway they played a pretty good game it tied Vegas it's 1-1 in the final minute like after the explosion of 13 goals like 24 hours earlier here's a 1-1 game against Vegas which is a playoff team barely but it's one-one in the final minute, and the referee calls Thomas Shabbat for the softest tripping penalty ever. Want to guess who scores with five seconds left on the power? Five seconds left in the game on the power play. Jack Eichel, and that's the game. Five uh, uh, five seconds left. The Sens lose two to one, and on top of that, Matt Murray is out again. This is the crown jewel, James. As far as free agent signings go, he's making over six million dollars a year, and the guy is the hottest. He's hot. He's cold. He's in, he's out. It's unbelievable with this guy. A week ago, everybody's going, Matt Murray's back. He's here. And, uh, man, that was so weird. A ladybug just went right across the I saw that. That was weird. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so I want to read to you because Matt Murray goes on the DL as of today. In that game against Arizona, one of his defensemen Mm -hmm. slammed into him, probably a concussion, not entirely sure. They're just saying undisclosed at this stage. But get a load of matt murray's resume here or how his season has gone he had a new baby that was a positive but just yep, a, it's nice. been season turmoil uh ah, so ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not it's, it's a, a baby bit, crying steve it's an underrated <clears> distraction <throat> for sure it's a wonderful blessing but also a bit of a distraction as well for i'm sure a pro athlete so in october let's start at the start of the season illness day to day illness injured reserve missed three games neck injury injured reserve missed two games COVID-19 missed three games placed on waivers by the Sens and sent down to the minors recalled from Belleville starts to play fantastic illness again, missed two games, Um, four games missed for personal reasons. And now this latest one happening on Saturday, Sens fans are like just feeling so jerked around with this guy. Is he, is he brutal? Is he the best thing ever? Is he injury prone? Is he hot? Is he cold? It's just, It's just so weird for Sens fans with this particular player. Everybody wants him to do well, but people are getting kind of upset um, about just how high event this
1: person is. I defer to Kevin Lowe, who I had a lengthy conversation with one year about hockey teams and winning and losing and making trades and, and how do you keep momentum going? How do you win a cup? How do you make the playoffs? Right. Um, And he said, you know, you can do everything, every, everything you want. You can have a great scouting staff, Great GM, you know, great trades that they make. Uh, solid core, you know, great forwards, great defense. But you're absolutely hooped, absolutely hooped, if you get a bunch of bad luck with your goalie. Right. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've done, it's one of the awful things he said about about hockey is, um, you're you're, you know, when you lose a defenseman, third liner. Even a, even a first line forward, you know, you can, well, we can move a guy up. You know, they're all, a lot of these guys are pretty equal, Steve, where they're always deciding who should be on second and third line, right? There's a bunch of parity. But when you're going to single, every single game, he always said, there's a part of you 100% of the time that has your fingers crossed about what's going to happen with the goalie. Yeah. Right?
0: I mean, it would um, be just be nice to know what you are, right? Because he gives you the, he shows you a little something, something, you go, oh, my God. This guy's a top five goalie in the league. And then right. he, he pulls that something back and he looks cold again and he just can't stay healthy. His whole career, he's never played more than 50 games in a season. So whoever Matt Murray's backup is, you're going to have to have a pretty damn good one. Um, but it's just, I, I I need consistency. If I'm a coach of a right. team, I need to know what I'm getting out of this player. And and when I was a kid, there was a toy called Hugo, man of a thousand faces. That's Matt Murray right now. I don't know what I'm going to get with this guy. And that's a frustration yeah. I don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if they can continue to rely on this because this is the year their unparalleled success years were supposed to start. And at the moment, they're in the bottom five in the entire NHL, so effectively a lottery team. And I don't think anybody expected that. I even thought they might compete for a playoff spot this year, but here they are in the bottom five and is always part of that. And I don't know if that's a guy you want to rely on uh, as being part of your Stanley cup solution someday.
1: Right. That's, and that's the problem, right? Do you yeah. want to rely on him? Yes, we do. Do we want to give him a chance? Yeah, he's in a slump, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, there's something when you said, Steve, about consistency, you know, pe- people throw that term around so lightly, you know, that they say, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. They need to do this. They need to make sure he's all, oh, whatever. And then, and then they'll go, you know, and all I'm asking for is them to be consistent. Well, duh, you know. You asking for consistency is 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 the biggest thing in sports, man. Is the biggest thing. You you're you're mentioning that like like all I want them to do is forecheck. You know? Or all I want them to do is backcheck a little bit or stay out of the penalty box or shit like that. Consistency, Steve is like the number one thing that that if you have that, okay, you're going to have a really good hockey team. Yeah. You're going to have a really good quarterback. You're going to have a really good freaking pitcher, you know? So people throw that in there all the time like Well, and by the way, where's the consistency here? Okay, that should just be everyday shit, you know?
0: Um, You you know what I'm saying, Steve? Oh, yeah. If you're paying a guy $6 million, though, you got to have that consistency or at least some modicum of it. And it's not just consistency of performance. It's consistency of being able to stay healthy. I feel badly. Nobody wants Matt Murray to stay healthy and be consistent performance-wise more than Matt Murray does. So I'm not burying him, per se. It's just it gets to be a frustration after a while when you just never know what you're going to get out of this particular player. So yeah, I mean, goaltending is everything. You got nothing if you don't have great goaltending. And at this stage of the game, you would have thought that somebody in this group would have emerged as someone you can rely on. And I don't know that Mm -hmm. anybody has at this stage of the game. And uh, we'll see. Maybe there's somebody down in the minors. Maybe it's Anton Forsberg, who is a UFA at the end of the year. I don't know the answer. But I do mm-hmm. know that I am frustrated with Matt Murray and his circumstances. Uh, a couple of other things before we wrap up today, James. want to yes. talk about Layla Fernandez. I think every Canadian tennis okay. fan is a big old fan of Layla Fernandez. And she won another WTA Tour title in Monterey. She had, how about this, five match points, five championship points in the match. And uh, she retains her title from last year. And they even, had a, they even had, like, a power outage briefly. And it mm-hmm. was uh was uh, obviously late in the match. And uh, key point, I think it was match point, or they were 40-40. And uh, she was taking on, let's see here, Camilla Osorio. And Osorio, it's 40-40. And Osorio wins the point on a play where the lights in the stadium went out. And Fernandez wanted them to declare it a let and basically replay the point. they said, no. Right. And At that stage, Osorio has her fifth match point, championship point, And Fernandez prevailed once again and uh, came back to win the thing in a very long match, two hours and 52 minutes. But after her first round exit at the Australian Open not that long ago, it's great to see her back in the winner's circle so soon.
1: Yeah, the kid has jam. This kid oh, yeah. has jam, right? Uh, and, and I agree with the pundits. Uh, even the American uh, commentators are saying, "the the one really good thing about this girl that she has that, that many many maybe don't is she can take a loss, right? She can take a loss, you know, and and that's you know that can be really hard on young young players, right? Um, you know, particularly tennis, right? How young they are, but but apparently that's one of her strengths. She can she can brush off a loss, yeah. Um, so uh, good for her, man. Good yep. for her. tennis, very good see,
0: tennis, Canadian tennis, you know, nice." Yeah, it's bananas. Good, really good. And there's some others that are still simmering. I mean, this is this is not uh, a case of Andrescu then Fernandez in Canadian ladies tennis. There are some other names that, as prospects go, are simmering in junior tennis. So this isn't mm-hmm. the end of it. I think we're going to see some other names coming in in the next couple of years as well. So yeah, the future she looks good. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' future in Green Bay is always going to be a, a talking point. The latest comes from ESPN. That the Packers have made a significant long term offer to Aaron Rodgers that would apparently alter the quarterback market, which would make you say right away, well, that presumably means that he might end up being the NFL's highest paid quarterback, which is amazing because Patrick Mahomes is that right now and he gets 45 million per year. So here's Green Bay that uh, with Rodgers, they have one year left on his contract and that would count 46 million against the cap and the number of that would be lowered by an extension should he decide to return. But if he's coming in and going to make that kind of money, well, Green Bay already is $27 million over the cap just nine days before the start of the new league year. And uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see if they make this kind of offer, if they have made this kind of offer, and Rogers goes for it and he stays, and apparently would take him right right into his 40s, there would be a number of other changes. You'd have to be saying goodbye to some key players who are also standing there with their hand out, looking for some dough from the Packers. It might be a very different Green Bay team next season.
1: This it's really weird, Stevie. It's like Mahomes makes the fifty mil, but he's fourteen years old. Rogers wants to make the fifty mil, but he's seventy five years old. Okay, <laughs> I, it's like they're they're talking this whole deal with Rogers is seems to be getting down to this money you know thanks tips but i don't get it at his age i don't get it at at what he's done and what he's accomplished and uh, you know how long and storied his career has been that all of a sudden the story that comes out about this is is cash you know um you know it just doesn't make sense to me right it just i, I don't give a shit pay him 40 million pay him 20 i'm sure in the contract it's going to be okay you'll, you'll you'll get 40 if you you know if you're any good <laughs> I I, got to have something in there, Steve, if if, you know that a bunch of it should be bonus money. I I don't know. But it just seems weird that they're talking about Aaron Rodgers, who's going to take Green Bay over the next 10 years into the playoffs all the time or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, If I'm an owner in the NFL. I can
1: give a shit if you let him go. You know?
0: Well, unless you have a replacement, you're basically the second Aaron Rodgers walks away. You're declaring, we have no chance at winning a Super Bowl here, at least for the next two years Because the next guy in line is Jordan Love, a first rounder from a couple of years ago, which is said to be the reason Aaron Rodgers got miffed with the Packers. He is not ready for Mm -hmm. prime time, as we showed, as he showed in one game this year. There's this potential there, but that's the thing. If I'm an owner, unless I have a quarterback that gives me a a reasonable chance to compete for a Super Bowl, um, I'm not giving him much more than like $10 million. Right. Why would I do right. that? Because you don't have a chance. Only the guys that give you a chance at winning a Super Bowl are the guys you would want to be paying in excess of $30 million to. Everybody else, yeah, $10 million or less because I'm not winning the Super Bowl with or without you.
1: Well, and, and, and here, Steve, is the, the, the really tough part about it. If you go to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron's going to say, I'm all about the team, man. I just want to help the team. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to help the Green Bay Packers win a Super Bowl. The number one thing, Steve, where the, he could help the Green Bay Packers win a Super Bowl is take eight million a year. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. Sure. I mean, why do you? Yeah. But yeah, so pipe all.
1: down about the team. Pipe down. Okay, Aaron. About because the obvious is you know keep keep looking at these stories, Aaron, where there's a paragraph in there all the time going, but the salary cap is is a is a problem. Yeah. Uh, how can we fix that? Hmm. How can we? Uh, I don't know, can, can you drop fucking five grand, Aaron? Can you take 40 instead of 45?
0: Can you take 30 instead of 45? Yeah, yeah uh, it's all about, and yeah. I uh, can say all you want, I'm all about the team, but that comes with the caveat of once I get paid, once <laughs> yeah, I get paid, I I'm all about <laughs> the team. Exactly. Um, uh, speaking of uh, arrogant quarterbacks, this happened a couple of weeks ago at the Rams Super Bowl parade. The Rams Super Bowl winning quarterback, Matthew Stafford. I don't know how we missed this exactly, but I was I, I just, just stumbled out it the weekend. And I felt like I had to react to it. It's just very disappointing because mm-hmm. I didn't know much about Matthew Stafford, the person, one way or the other. And here's the guy that's mm-hmm. a Super Bowl champion. And at the Super Bowl parade, he and his wife were basically on the stage and posing for a photographer and clickety-click, click, click. And you know how photographers get. They start doing different angles. And the photographer actually fell off the stage while she was photographing Stafford and his wife and the look that Stafford has on his face. You can tell right away, he knows what's happened. He goes, Oh, and then instead of rushing over to see what's going on and try and help, he turns mm-hmm. away and very coldly says to his wife, take care of that. I mean, yeah, I it, was, that, it yeah. was part of me was going, was was chuckling at, at how obnoxious he was just, a really really bad luck. Matthew Stafford has apologized for his reaction. Um he says all in all I'm glad she's doing all right. One of those things that you try and train your actions to be a little better next time. I mean, have you ever seen a moment like that that tells you more about a human being than what Stafford did there or didn't do? I I think I gets I guess the guy gets a huge
1: do-over, you know. Uh but when you look at it, it's, it's kind of like um oh, did, did, see that he was on a farm in there and a and a combine came and cut a person's arm off and he went oh they'll be fine that, yeah, that's yeah. Fine. walk that's, it you know, off
0: they'll be all right i'm sure he said good cool. clean up an all five or something anyway we gotta yeah. go <laughs> uh, our website uh, stevewproject.com check that out enjoy your day everybody thanks for being with us and we'll talk to you next time good night everybody we'll see you thanks for being with us on the swp Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.